Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scoogie Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of these are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! And so, on Friday, the 30th day of June, 2023, began at 11.33 p.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast with the most time. Assembled, there was Ivor Molina, crack engineer, Ivor Molina, stalwart, inept, fired, you're fired, Ivor, and myself. Don't start with me, Martha, don't start with me! Thus began. The world's shortest episode of the best Linux games podcast. I am, of course, your host, Richard Burton. Don't start with me, mother! Don't talk about our son! Mm. Let's have another bottle of scotch, shall we, mother? Ivor Molina holding up the whiskey sign. Ivor, you're fired, and you're in a stand, you're fired! You're dead, you're stated! 
That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends and Welsh countrymen 2023, 06, 30, 11, 35 p.m. left coast. Coast with the most. I see the boys of summer in their ruin. Ah. Hello, welcome to episode number 451 of the Bad Lunatic Games Podcast, the shortest episode we've ever done in our entire history. It's going to be so fucking short that right now, Ivor, you're fired. We're going straight to our top stories. Ah, uh, yes, let me open up the fucking dope sheet. Show me the rundown, you bitches. All right, here we go. We're calling this episode, We're Fucking Moving, Bitches. Moving day, it's moving day. Uh, top stories. I am busy with Roop, R-O-O-P. If you don't know what that is, you need to look it up immediately. I can do anything with a single photo now in terms of the face effortlessly. Roop is amazing. Also, new for me this week, Jedi Survivor now works. They pushed a couple of updates. Uh, the one thing that uh, I have to do to get to run is, uh, to get to run with controller support and everything uh, is, let me look, let me look, I've already fired. Yeah, you gotta switch to Proton Experimental. Right now, the Steam store sale is going uh, Steam Summer Sale is now ongoing. And thus, the dark times are upon us. Uh, I wore your fired. You should have checked this. Ju- ends July 13th, so next week, which will be after the 4th of July, this is going to be the first year that we've not had a 4th of July episode, because that's this is the shortest episode we've ever done. Right, I wore 10 minutes! Um, so yeah. That's going on. If you have picks for Steam Summer Sale stuff, jump uh, ju- jump up us on the Discord and back up your mother and fire away your suggestions for the best deals that you've personally found uh, so we can incorporate them into next week's show. Uh, awesome, right? Jump back up your mother. You know, Liddy, you know, that was really great. But I think you should Jump back up your mother, lady! I like her crying on that take and me crying on the first take. Or, and me yelling at her on the first take. Also, a new n- top stories. Starship Troopers, Extermination, Mutators have launched, and just this week they added a new rebalancing. Mutators make the game fucking total fucking crazy chaos inject a lot of new fucking excitement and fun into an already exciting and fun game that is so pick up and play. I love that game. Unfortunately, the specter of easy anti-cheat looms. I was kicked. I was not allowed, I was not able to join the game last night. But then it suddenly fixed itself. I have no idea why. But this is these are the vicissitudes we must face in the shortest episode of all time ever of the Best Linux podcast, which is, is already too long, because I think our shortest episode was five minutes long. So, Starship Troopers, Mutators, uh, it's great. The super, the big rebalance that happened this week, we're going to be talking about a lot. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about rebalancing in this week's episode. But what happened in Starship Troopers, extermination, in terms of rebalancing, 
all for the good. They nerfed some guns, they moved guns more or less around the different classes so that it's more... It's Because the game isn't about balance, it's about survivability and teamwork. And everything has to come down to that teamwork element, and it looks like the developers are really honing in on that aspect of the game so you can't just run around as like a fucking operator healing yourself like Lazarus whenever you get the you know whenever you get fucking ganked by a bunch of goddamn bugs ambushes all sorts of excitement play this game on Linux while ye may again I we were supposed to feature it heavily this week but instead it has been bumped for a different feature so the immortal words of Bertolt Brecht so pursue, pursue, but do not too eagerly enjoy. Also, Hellish Court this week launched open mod support. Everyone's favorite uh, Bushido Blade-like sword fighting game from uh, historical European martial arts martial arts practitioners uh, set in like, you know, 18th century, early 19th century, roughly Polish, Slavic, Eastern European uh, stuff. Oh my god, they've done so much to this game since we last talked about, and we're not going to talk about it tonight, but the most crazy thing, they have unleashed you can make a mod for Hellish Court now using Unity, the free Unity eyed and you can fucking publish it and it will run. So you want to fight with lightsabers? Make a lightsaber. Etc, etc, etc. This is the craziest thing I have seen since maybe since Quake. You know, because that was the whole idea of Quake. But anyway, we have a lot to get through and we only have 10 minutes! 10 years, man! Speaking of 10 years, our final top story and then we'll get to our feature, which actually is about 10 minutes long! No, it's actually about uh, Meet Your Maker, but one final note. We're getting the website back up very slowly. Right now, after 10 years, my first invoice is from over 10 years ago. I am dropping DigitalOcean. Um, they have been a great and flexible uh, and re- formerly reasonably priced and unbelievably responsive in terms of customer service, great quality customer service, great quality technical expertise, and have given uh, the community and the world a boon of um, in, the, in the form of what used to be their do- extensively well-written uh, documented uh, technically checked tutorials on how to deploy anything you want on DigitalOcean. So like, you know, uh, if you ne- if you never deployed a LAMP stack before DigitalOcean, uh, which I had done, I had done it several, many times actually, probably like five times, eight times, but back then you had to fucking buy a server. You had to either, you know, rent a server. You had to like fucking rent bare metal. It had to be provisioned, and it would take like three days, and it was a nightmare. Well, DigitalOcean changed that paradigm by introducing these $5 droplets for 
tiny projects that you could spin up and spin down and not, you know, have to. They have jacked up their prices so out of control. And their technical support is now so fucking goddamn woefully awful. I want to say this to everyone who uses DigitalOcean or is considering using DigitalOcean. My last message to DigitalOcean came tonight. I made the decision that I'm ditching them. I can't afford them anymore. But what really fucking put the fork in that relationship is they will not stop torturing me with these goddamn fucking you've been hacked fucking emails that contain no goddamn information about anything. And I ask for clarification and they resend me the same fucking thing. It's like, you know what, man? Don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining. I mean, I'm sure, like, there's some security flaw in whatever Drupal 7 we were running or whatever, that, like, someone's using us probably to get some fucking node on a fucking spam bot net or whatever, but, like, it only happens every fucking other month, and they only send one complaint, and they don't explain what the fucking complaint, and it's a whole fucking deal. Like, it's bullshit, and these guys are assholes, and they charge fucking so goddamn much. I figured out last night if I ditch DigitalOcean, there's some problems with this, but if I ditch DigitalOcean, right now the site doesn't work, I can pull down our snapshots, you know, whatever, and I can fucking have that locally. So that's not a big thing. I, You know, it's a big thing that the site is still down, but I'm going to redeploy it, and it's going to be updated. And don't worry, there will be no security. It was... It, we didn't even set up fucking email on that goddamn server to begin with. So, like, it's just ridiculous. And they just, you know, if you're talking to someone who's spent over $36,000 over the course of 10 years, who goes back to the fucking origins of your company, and you're talking to me like an asshole, and you're raping me, I figured out last night that I can get a year's worth of service for the website for what I pay in one month of DigitalOcean. So fuck you, DigitalOcean. And I mean this from the bottom of my fucking heart. I sent them an email, literally said, sober, absolutely fucking mean this, absolutely mean this, sincerely, you know, blah. And the first line was, go, all in caps, period, fuck, period, yourselves, period. You guys are assholes, etc., etc., and I expounded upon that a little bit at the bar. I have not seen Indiana Jones yet. I will be seeing it, hopefully, tomorrow. Now, shortest episode, Ivor! Activate the, activate the shortest beam! Damn it, you're fired! Shortest beam activating in... Activating now. Our feature this week, as intimated earlier, is Meet Your Maker, 
which this is not. I mean, I'm I'm ready to do a review because like they they've just pushed their update, so it's now season one instead of season zero. The Dreadshore update. But what's more important than anything else that I can say to you right now? Fuck the Steam store sale right now for the next I think three days. Uh, I think that you have just uh, at the time of this recording you have just under three days. I think let's find out. Um. You can play Meet Your Maker for free. It ends in two days. Play Meet Your Maker for free. For the next two days. So until sometime, like Sunday, midnight Sunday, left coast, Pacific coast, coast for the most time. Um, you can play Meet Your Maker for free. Meet Your Maker for the uninitiated. By the way, fastest fucking, yes, 10 minutes, Ivor. Get that calculator out. Get the fucking astrolabe! Magnum isn't masked! Someone polish that fucking Charlie Noble! God damn it! Fucking lubberly bastards taking a cock when we're trying to run the fastest goddamn episode that we've ever done. Uh, Meet Your Maker, its full price is 30 bucks. Uh, right now, if you want to pay for it, which I, I mean, you know, this is not a review. I'm, a review will follow later. Um, Right now, it's 25% off, and it's July 13th, so for the Steam Summer Sale, it's $22.49. Other notable things from the Steam Summer Sale, by the way, thank you, courtesy of Jeff, Jeffy Wise, and BPR, Blaster PR, bam, 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 in no particular order, um, Cyberpunk 2077 is half off, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, thank you Jeff Jeffy Weiss, he never got to play that game. He has my old 3080 Ti running in his hot new Mamacita Computadore! Oh yeah! New flavor! Apple pie pussy! Uh, but he never got to play Red Dead Redemption 2, and I hope I didn't ruin anything for him. I probably did. But, a game is worth playing. Uh, and it's half off too. Not the biggest, you know, Fine in the sale world, but BPR, who I see playing fucking Gears 5, Gears of War Game 5. I only played the first two of those games. I love them very much, and they were revolutionary in terms of the way that they reframed how you could do, how you could depict and enable the player to actually control a character in dynamic, semi realistic, uh, combat in, you know, uh, fire lane control kind of dynamic scenarios. Um, and the multiplayer was fantastic, and the story in the second one was so good and so dark, but I haven't played any of those games. So I see BPR playing Gears 5, I, I assume on his Steam Deck, all the time, and I asked him today, you know, is it good? He said, oh, I love it. And he never played any of the other games. So, I'm going to get it. It is $9.99 for the Steam sale. Uh, BPR says that you have to run Steam, exper- you have to run uh, Proton Experimental Bleeding Edge to get to run. That's his pro tip on that. I have yet to try it. But back to the point at hand. 10 minutes! Fastest episode ever! We're done. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Meet your maker. Fuck you, DigitalOcean. No, meet your maker. For the uninitiated, I, I, I've been talking to people about meet your maker now for a while, and I, I got really into it 
uh, right before. Anyway, I got 140 hours in Meet Your Maker. 142 hours in Meet Your Maker. I like this game a lot, quite a bit. I know that we ran about three weeks ago a very negative uh, episode about Meet Your Maker. Luckily, it seems like they have completely reversed all the shit that they were trending towards in terms of trying to control and meter your uh, the amount of people that you would get who rated your bases. But here's the premise. And I'm going to make this very short. The world has ended. You are a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone. You are accompanied by a number of clones who are the greatest at their fields originally back before humanity went extinct due to a virus. Your combined efforts are to raid the burial sites which are heavily fortified with traps and demi-autonomous semi-robotic cyborg flesh monsters each with a specific individual skill and if they only had a brain um, filled with death traps to get to one thing the gen mat, the genetic material after you accumulate enough genetic material oh and then you have to get out with the genetic material in one life. You can play it alone, which is how I prefer to play it. Or you can play it with a friend, which is how increasingly more people are playing it, which brings us to the other half of the equation. The All of the maps, all the outposts in the game are not procedurally generated. They are player generated. So one half of your career inside of this game is going to be using the game's unspeakably great. It's really good. It's the best level. It's the best and easiest level editor since uh, uh, Time Splitters. Um, it's so good, it's ridiculous. Um, you can make... But, but it's, it's not about the really the geography or the, the features of your maps. It's about the death traps within them. Because once you decide to open it to the public, once you decide you're done... Your monument to death, which is designed exclusively, always remember this, to one purpose. Prevent any player from getting the genetic material and getting out alive. The traps, combinations, and the, on the one hand for the builder are amazing. It's over, it's, but it's not overwhelming. That's the great genius of the game. It's so easy to just deploy a couple of quick deceptions, a little thing here, a little tuck there. I mean, I got 142 hours in the game, so I would regard myself as fairly expert in it, but there are much more elegant minds in terms of builders. By the way, you're called a custodian. Along the way, you as you raid other people's bases, you accrue various different types of resource points from doing various different things like destroying traps, um, etc. You also have a season ranking, which is kind of bullshit, but whatever. The raider. Let's flip back to the raider. You as a raider. Every custodian is ultimately also a raider. That's how you learn all the nastiest tricks. 
other than the ones that you come up with yourself. And you twist the knife all the time. That's what the game is about. It's about fucking creating an Indiana Jones torture chamber, the likes of which, you know, you you can fuck with everyone so many different ways. You can overwhelm them with fucking brute force. A thousand traps all at once. Uh, <laughs> believe me, my last map. That's what I did in my last outpost. Oh my god. And then, when you get the gen mat, oh, it triggers a thing that turns on all the other traps. So the way out, the only way out, which is the way you came in, is now filled with an entirely different retinue of traps in a different perspective than what you experienced going in. It It's my most successful death trap, and it, unfortunately it's retired now, but it's its kill ratio is the highest that I've ever created. And its kill ratio? Well, let me put you this way. Statistically, in order for you to escape with the the, the genetic material in, in that last, in that base that I, I built before my last base, it's very easy. It's very easy to get the gen- genetic material from that base. You only have one life, but if if you have five, then you need one more life than that. My my kill ratio was six. If you show up, you have a hundred. You have a six hundred percent chance of dying before you fucking make it out alive. It's it's the best map I've ever made. It's not the be- by far. It's not the best map I've ever seen. And this is the great genius of Meet Your Maker. You can literally rate, you know, when you rate an outpost, it's it's just you or if you're rating in, in tandem with a friend, it's just you. If you get killed, you start at the beginning again, everything resets. But you're a little smarter now. Now you know, like, oh, okay, that thing. But there's so many different ways to fucking ensure that people who raid your outpost do not live Apart from even, like, the traps. Like, you can fuck with them psychologically. You get them looking one way, and then you hit them the other. That's always the way. And the immortal words of, uh... Oh, fuck, I can't remember who wrote Chicago, but... The musical, but... Give them the old hocus-pocus, stun and stagger them. How show them a first-rate sorcerer you are. A role originated by Billy Flynn, a role originated on Broadway by Jerry Orbach. What if your hinges all are rusty? What if, in fact, you're just disgusting? But give them the old three-ring circus. Stun and stagger them. You know, fucking present them with the obvious thing, then the unobvious thing at the same time and then it's the thing that's behind them already that kills them and designing these and watching the replays of people just die, 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 die and get chewed up by your monstrous impossible death traps and then marveling at you know, the guys who just deathly fucking circumvent everything like fucking ninjas it is so satisfying and so much fun and Blah. So, what does the raider have? The raider has a suit. One of three suits. By the way, they pushed with this latest update. There's a new suit. So now there are three suits. 
each with a different strength. The new suit boosts defensive weaponry, buffs it, has three different categories of upgrades alongside it. It's every suit has three different categories of upgrades with three different levels of upgrades. Um, you have an arsenal of weapons that you need as as a as a custodian who's designing outposts to defend against. These include swords, which are capable of swatting down um, projectiles and reflecting projectiles immediately back at at uh, traps that generate them or guards that fire them. You have... Uh, but I don't like the swords. I don't use the swords. Although I watch people who use swords only. I mean, they, you know, they use a shield. Anyway, you only have two weapons that you can take into a raid. Two weapons, and then you have two pieces of equipment, all of which are really important. The pieces of equipment you have to buy individually, they're consumables, so you have to spend points to, you can't spend actual real money to buy points in the game, thank God, once you pay for the game, you know, blah. But jump on this opportunity, my friends, my future custodians. You will become addicted to this game. And now, since the free, um, this is like day three of five for the free uh, free play thing. It is rejuvenated all the bases, but realistically, even before this happened, I was getting a lot more raids than before. They just had a... not been able to track them down to get a comment from them on how they almost blew up their fucking game uh, by not matchmaking anyone to any goddamn fucking uh, outpost. But all this happens without... It's it's all passive. You know, like, you set up your base, and then you say, okay, open it to raiders, and they will raid. You never... You know, you get a, a ping each time someone dies in your outpost. And then you can go to the... Uh, this control... In your control center, there's a special console where you can watch and examine their raid. And then when you go to build again into correct or to modify or to uh, expand on your monument to death, you see the graves of everyone who's been killed since the last time that you entered build mode, and you see them through all the walls, so you can see where you're really killing them and where you're not killing them. Maximize the circle of death. So, each suit has a special ability. The new one, the Nautilus, which fits in with the Dreadshore theme, um, is it boosts my 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 favorite weapon. I'm a I'm a classicist in this game. I like to have in my right hand, I like to have my invincibility shield, which lasts for like one and a half seconds, unless you get a perfect block, which means it lasts like maybe two and a half seconds once you have it fully upgraded. Um, and upgrading these things is ev- upgrading everything is expensive in the game. That means you have to do a lot of raiding. But the cool thing about that is it means you get to see and learn from a lot of people. And the outposts that you raid are it's it's a menu of of like five outposts across three difficulty levels, and you get to decide what you want to do. There is no penalty for rating a difficulty level lower than, you know, your fucking level. I'm level, like, 67, I want to say. My Chimera is, like, level fucking 62. It's 
It's pretty good. When you kill someone who is level fucking the highest level I've ever seen was like 360 something. I got him. I got him. Shows you that every fucking raider, no matter how good they think they are, and no matter how good your traps or how bad your traps are, or how clever your base is or how stupid it is. Oh, the blind squirrel catches an occasional acorn. I was so delighted when I saw this guy's fucking level. Because on their on their dog tags, which they drop and float exactly where they died, said 360-whatever. I'm like, holy shit. Anyway, they added, along with the new environment, which is just a cosmetic thing, and I don't particularly find it remarkable. In fact, I think it's it's a good contrast to the original desert. This is like more of like a post-apocalyptic oil guzzling uh, offshore wasteland kind of place. It's still traversable in exactly the same way as everything else. Um, they added a new texture pack and a new block pack and a new decal pack, all of which are completely whatever the fuck. Like, they're just like snoozers. But the new weapon and the new trap type and the new suit and the new upgrades for all those things. Oh my god! Plus the free fucking week of playing Meet Your Maker. I almost did a special episode of this show, but now we're just combining it into this, the world's shortest episode of this show. To alert everyone that you could play it for free. Because this is a game... You're going to love it. It's so simple. It is like chess, but you're in, it's Indiana chess. It is like Indiana Jones, post-apocalyptic fallout, temple of doom chess, action chess in first-person combat with your grappling hook and blah, the new weapon and the new trap, and then I'll go away from you. <coughs> the new weapon is fucking awesome. It answers all my prayers. Previous to this, your only offensive weapons are than the swords, and there are two different classes of swords. One is faster, but can't strike through armor. The other one is slower, but can kill armored things and traps and stuff. Um, but it's much slower. But if you upgrade it, like there's a lunge thing for it that makes it like a fucking game killer. It's awesome. All this shit, just freewheeling. There are eight different types of traps, I think, at this point. But anyway, so the new weapon, uh, the old weapons were two different types of bolt guns. One with a capacity of, I think, 12. And the other one with a capacity of three. The one with the capacity of three is my favorite weapon. It's the only one that can kill traps at range. And these bolts, you have to pick them up after you fire them because you reuse your ammo. Because it's post-apocalyptic, after all. The 15... The, eventually, if you if you use the other one, the 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 smaller one, the Fal- I think it's the Falconic, I can't remember. It starts off with like either 10, a magazine capacity of 10, which is crazy. I'm used to killing everybody with just three, and picking up everything, grappling, hooking around throughout, you know, the killing and the murdering and the dodging and the flame throwers like and the uh, bombs are falling and and when old Jack Burton you just remember you listen to me 
Remember what old Jack Burton says, never drive faster than you can see. Oh, the Pork Chop Express, because we're going in, baby, and this is no picnic. Every time, every raid, every fucking time you raid a base, it is, it's, you never know. And you know that it wants to kill you, and that it has every advantage, but you got whatever it is you got. You got speed, you got reflexes, you got cunning, you got skills, you got skills as a builder, those translate directly into raiding. You can read the fucking geography of a tiny little room super fast. And you have to, because then the only other thing that you have that can out that can, that can, uh what do you call it? Um, that can trump I hate that word now, but they, they, they can, it's able to you know, beat the the house's advantage, your reflexes, and your fucking ninja-like ability to process an overwhelming series of absolutely deadly information that is coming at you so goddamn fast, you don't even know what you're doing sometimes, and, you're, and then you're out, and you're like, Fuck you, motherfucker! I got it! I got it! And it's the best feeling in the world. And these maps, some of them, most of them, actually, on easy to the to the medium uh, difficulty, they're all segmented. Easy, medium, and brutal. Um, I, I like playing the brutal ones, but lately, like, if I'm fucking desperate for resources, I'll just fucking grind, like, you know, 20 of the lower, of the the easy maps. And, you, you know, once you beat them, you never get to play them again. And then you appraise the other, you get to pick from five different categories, you can pick two of them. Um, so, major changes in the structure of the game, and then I'll talk about the new weapon, then we're out of here. Major changes in the structure of the game. Once you reach level 10, in terms of your prestige for your own outposts that you've built... It, the game doesn't expire them anymore. You can keep reviving them. It costs a thousand synthite every time. But it's great because if you want to like get really, really, really good or just rack up an enormous kill count, um, it sucked when in fucking, you know, because like each time you prestige, it was like 12 hours that it gave you of your map being available. And then you could turn it on or off if you wanted to. Anytime that it was off, it didn't count against your the amount of time you had left uh, blah, but anytime you had it on it it did, and like there were there those two weeks where no one was getting any raiders at all and this started to, this fed into a wider kind of, I don't know, bitchy backbiting, haters gonna hate kind of steamboard rumor mill of like, oh, they're there's no one playing the fucking game. No, there are people playing the game. It's not a huge community, but trust me, people will raid your shit, especially right now. And you want to fucking find out why I love this game so much? Play for free right now. So, the new gun, it fires a explosive shell that bounces off of walls. It's like a grenade launcher. You can reuse these shells because it's like it uses a dispersed electromagnetic charge on impact to deliver its its damage. And it has an area of effect. 
So you now you can bounce grenade. You now you can kill things around corners and kill multiple things at one time. Because unlike the other two offensive weapons that were ranged, those went literally. Those are like basically crossbows, very deadly crossbows, and one with a much heavier bolt than the other, meaning you had to like fucking compensate for aim a lot more with the other one. I still love the other one. The first one is my favorite, the the heavy. But my second favorite weapon in the entire game is actually this new weapon. I can't remember what it's called. But so yeah, you you start off with only two ammo. You can upgrade to three. I have mine upgraded to three. I can't remember what it's called. But it's great. And your shells, once they explode, they will roll. They blink. But they'll roll, and so they can roll, you know, into places that you don't want them to go before you can pick them up. You can cause massive chaos, massive havoc. The new trap is a laser eye trap that I swear to God, in my notebook, I drew up a design for this exact type of trap. This this trap fires a it's got it's a three hundred it's not three hundred sixty it's a hundred and eight it's a full fucking frontal view security camera eyeball with a laser in the middle of it. Once it detects a target and becomes active, it acquires the target. It fires a yellow, completely non-lethal tracking beam that can bounce off of walls and that the player can see. This target acquisition phase takes about eh, three seconds, but there are modifiers for the trap that you can apply. They can alter the speed at which it acquires and the how fast before it fires and the number of bounces that the death laser you know blah my favorite use for the so when it when it after like you can hear it warming up and you see the the yellow thing bouncing if you're facing it or if it's bouncing off of a wall behind you but if it's got you dead to rights on your six you'll never see it and if it's got you dead to rights on your six after you go around a corner that is 45 degree angled you won't see it it will just fucking kill you because what happens after those four seconds of target acquisition or whatever and triangulation if it doesn't lose you it will fire and all you have to do is just get anywhere other than where it is right as it fires and it will miss you because it's a laser beam it's a pinball laser beam. And this laser beam will continue to fire. It goes red. For like, yeah, it seems like eternity. It's like two and a half seconds, maybe four seconds on the outside. So we'll say, we'll say three seconds, just you know, to average it out. Anything that touches it will will die, including itself. So if you want to fuck with the laser eyes, and there's not too many of them around you. You can get them to destroy themselves by ma- by making the line, you know, just straight on at you and then dodging at the last second so that it hits the wall behind you. If it's point, if it's a flat wall, it's pointing right back at the source. The second it fires, it explodes because it travels at the speed of light and the laser hits the wall and bounces back into itself and it, it doesn't exist anymore. It's dead. I've seen this used to magnificent cheapness and un- it's so exciting it's so much it's, oh, it's a great addition play Meet Your Maker free right now they don't pay me to say this but Meet Your Maker free to play for the next two days 
custodian. This is what we do. We save the world one corpse at a time. Get on it. Shortest episode ever completed. Sir, yes, sir. See you next week with our Steam Summer Sale picks. Bye bye. Windows version of weaponized chess. I alienate crazy people. I like it very much. As an ebook on Amazon.com to subscribe to the podcast using the Oh, <laughs> <laughs>